0: Hello, and welcome to Arcana Imperii. I'm Gabrielle Roberts, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ariana Roberts. Arcana Imperii is a podcast covering literature, science, technology, and current events. We'll be interviewing Olga Piachniko today, who's a nurse working on the front lines at Mount Auburn Hospital. Gabrielle will now be conducting the interview. Thank you so much for giving your time to be on the podcast. It means a lot, because I know, you know, being a nurse is pretty busy, especially during this time.
1: I'm happy to be here.
0: <laughs> so, how has your day-to-day job kind of changed since the epidemic?
1: Um, I would say at the start of everything, everyone was just a lot more worried and scared going into work, because they didn't know what to expect as much, and nursing in general, don't really know what to expect when you're coming into work but it gets to a point where you're used to seeing the same kinds of patients and the same kinds of situations and you're able to better prepare yourself but at the whole start of this thing we would come into work and we would have no idea how many patients we would get we would have no idea what equipment we had thankfully our management has been great in supporting us so it's been a much easier transition than I would have expected it to be right um but day to day it's you just don't know what
0: to expect and do you work directly with covid patients yeah
1: so our unit has been a majority of covid patients over the last couple of weeks
0: so we've been all covid um do you think that you're being provided with the uh right adequate protection against covid patients currently or do you think there's been some times when you're like oh this is a little scary i don't think i'm like well enough protected today
1: I am lucky enough to say that I'm in a hospital where the management does a really good job of protecting their staff. And I feel like our management has gone above and beyond to make sure that we have everything that we need. Um, They've provided us with masks, gowns, face shields, everything that we need in order to protect ourselves from getting sick. Because if you can't take care of yourself first, then you can't take care of other people. And that's a motto that my hospital really strongly lives by, which I really
0: appreciate. So who do you think in this COVID epidemic is the most affected? I know a lot of like younger people like my age are like, oh, well, you know, I can totally go outside and stuff because I'm not going to be as affected as older people. Is that true? Do you think that like younger people should take as many precautions as older people?
1: I think younger people should take even more precautions than older people because the younger people are the ones who are asymptomatic and they're the ones who won't know that they're sick and they're going to give it to their nana or they're going to give it to their friend who's going to give it to his friend and then that's going to come back to infect somebody that they truly truly love and care about and then they're going to be stuck in a situation where they're not able to turn back time. They're not able to say, oh, I wish I'd quarantined. It's going to be too late at that point. So, so I think younger people, they have a really big responsibility right now to make sure that they're also social distancing and also taking the proper protective measures to make sure that this thing doesn't spread and it doesn't affect the ones that we love and are closest to.
0: So I know that because you work with COVID patients every day, what kind of precautions do you take when you get back home to make sure that you're not spread to happen as much? Yep. Yeah,
1: um, so when we come into work, we are given hospital scrubs hospital scrubs we put on when we come into work and we take off before we leave for work so we're never coming in and out of the hospital in the same scrubs that we're working in in addition to that i even though i can change back into normal clothes if i please on my way home i change into a pair of scrubs that i take off as soon as i get home throw right in the laundry wash up and i head straight to the shower i don't stop to say hello i live with my husband and my dog don't stop To say hello to my husband or my dog, go straight to the shower, wash up, and then after that resume my normal daily life. Um, Same thing with masks. Going in and out of the hospital, I always make sure to wear a mask. Interacting with anybody at the gas station, anywhere like that, I make sure to wear a mask and, most importantly, wash my hands.
0: So, how has your mental state kind of changed throughout being a worker on the front lines of this COVID epidemic?
1: Um... As I previously mentioned at the start, I was a little bit scared because I didn't know exactly what to expect. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how many patients we were going to have. If we would be stuck at the hospital, people were saying that being mandatory workers, we might be stuck at the hospital and they won't let us leave, which that hasn't happened, thank God. Mm -hmm. We picked up extra hours, but it's been manageable. Um, And then I would say throughout the middle of the whole thing, And up to now it's been stressful seeing all of the patients and some of them don't have the greatest outcomes and some of them it's been amazing to see recover. So it's been kind of a roller coaster ride. You go from one really, really high moment of somebody leaving the unit that you've been taking care of for two weeks Mm -hmm. versus somebody else who doesn't make it out and it's been a lot of ups and downs.
0: So uh, There's been, like, a lot of news about ventilators and a lot of things coming in short supply, but have there been any shortages? I know you said that your hospital is really good at managing everything, but has there been any shortages of things that you were kind of surprised about, or has everything just been, like, pretty good?
1: Um, the one wonky thing that, like, was kind of funny is they started providing hand sanitizer that I think is not made by the same producer that we normally have. Mm -hmm. Um... And that it's has been the one thing that's really stood out to me. Other than that, I feel like we've been very blessed about getting enough equipment. I know other hospitals haven't been as fortunate, and there have been shortages of supplies in other hospitals for certain equipment and medications and everything else, which thankfully I work at a hospital where that has not been an issue.
0: That's good. Yeah. So how has your, I know, our state, Massachusetts, yes. how do you think that our state is handling the COVID epidemic right now?
1: I am very, very proud that we just did not decide to open when some other states did decide to open on yeah. the earlier May mark. And I'm proud of Governor Baker for initiating the mandatory mask regulations. Um, I haven't really because i've been social distancing and working i haven't really been outside to see how well people are implementing the mask Mm -hmm. regulations um i know i work in cambridge and around the cambridge area when i drive in and out of work everyone's really good about wearing their masks even if they're like running or doing anything of that sort they're being very safe about it Um, so i'm i'm proud to say that i live in massachusetts and that governor baker is Doing everything that he can in order to protect us.
0: Yeah. I know a lot of students in my grade are just kind of like not really listening to as many of the things, mostly because they're like, like I said before, they're kind of being a little um, wary about like social distancing because they think they won't have it as much. And it's kind of like, it's kind of frustrating to see when you're like someone like my age who's like, ah, oh, dang, I really want to go outside, but I'm making, I want to be responsible too. So, <laughs> Um, That's
1: completely understandable. But yeah. It's frustrating also being, I assume, in your senior year and having to be at home and watch everybody else do all these things and wishing you could, but knowing that the right thing to do was to stay home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like really important for kids my age to like kind of hold that responsibility that we're trying to protect our older generation and also people that we love and care about. So I think that's just something we have to keep in mind.
1: Exactly. And a suggestion that I would have for kids your age and any other kids that are out there looking for fun things to do and ways to socialize is, I know my husband and I, we've been doing a lot of, like, Zoom game nights with our friends. Um, There's games like Jackbox. You can do, like, Scrabble online. You can do Monopoly online. You can do Codenames. So if you look into it, there's a lot of very creative ways to still social distance, but at the same time be able to hang out with your friends and still have a good time and not be bored stuck at
0: home. So kind of back to the nursing thing again. Um, what, what, what's kind of been the curve of, uh, patients coming in? Has it really increased or is that curve kind of like coming to a plateau more?
1: Um, I would say right now it's fairly steady. We had a really big spike a couple of weeks ago where our whole entire unit was absolutely full. Um, right now I would say it's, pretty steady. What I'm worried about, though, is as soon as this starts to decline and keeps declining and everything opens back up, we're going to have a second spike. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in previous pandemics, epidemics, such as like the uh, Spanish influenza, there was a primary spike. And then after the primary spike, there was even a bigger secondary spike. Right. And then there was a tertiary spike. And I'm afraid if we follow the same patterns and our second spike's even bigger, I it's going to be a lot more difficult to manage.
0: Right. So then based off this kind of information, when do you think America will be ready to reopen?
1: Um, I think that before we can really safely reopen, we have to have at least some kind of assurance that we're not going to spread it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that means testing everybody and seeing who has coronavirus, who doesn't have coronavirus before they can go out um i definitely think that wearing masks at all times should be implemented right Uh, and then i think ultimately the safest that people are going to be is once a vaccine is developed but that's not for a long time out so in the meantime i think small businesses should start reopening little by little but people should be very careful about how they go through their daily lives Mm using these businesses and using these services that are open
0: so, a lot of states around us have been starting to reopen. Do you think that's going to cause another giant spike that you've mentioned before?
1: I definitely think there's possibility. If people aren't smart about it, if they don't wear their masks, if they don't stay six feet apart even when they're outside of the house, then I think that it definitely is a possibility. And I would advise people to just be smart even when these businesses do open. Don't right away run to a party and have a giant gathering with Mm -hmm. everybody because the virus isn't fully absolved yet and it's not a problem of the past yet.
0: So do you have any kind of last words to say about the COVID epidemic before we kind of end this interview?
1: I would say wash your hands, stay six feet
0: apart, and wear your mask. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, it's just really amazing what you're doing for our country and just being a healthcare worker is such an amazing job that you're doing. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Ellie.